You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. That felt good. I don't know why. I think I have a habit of when things are getting awkward for some reason. It can't be awkward because it's just me and a microphone. But when things are getting supposedly awkward, like in a conversation or if I was on a date, I don't think I would do it on a date. But sometimes if there's an awkward silence and I'm being nice, I'm feeling nice, I sing a little song like that (laughs) for no apparent reason. Like now, if I was not in a good mood, then I just wouldn't give a fuck. (laughs) But it's like a polite thing. I don't know. For some, like when I enter a room, and I've worked in offices at certain points in my life, you know, where I'd, I'd just walk in and be like, ah, hello, everybody, how's it going? I don't know why. A nervous tick. You wouldn't be doing that on stage. I won't be doing that on stage tonight in the Comedy Crunch, but by the time this comes out, the Comedy Crunch will have already happened, but that would be a way to do stand-up comedy, huh? When you're dying on your arse, just start going, I don't know what the fucking banging is. Sorry, if you're hearing bang, it must be builders across the road or children downstairs whom are doing my fucking head in. Welcome back to the show. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much for all the messages last week from uh, the Andrew Dorman episode, which was educational. Absolutely. The debunking Irish history. It was great crack. And uh, yeah, I learned a lot about the Irish penal laws and... Um, and I kept it mature without laughing at the word penal. And um, yeah, it was great. Thanks for all the messages. And what a week it's been. If, you, if you're in the UK or if you're in the US listening to this, you might be wondering, what is the controversy going on in Ireland? Well, a couple of things happened in the last week. Last week, to begin the week, our Taoiseach, our Prime Minister, Mr. Leo Varadkar, thought it a good idea to try and get the Unionists on side in the island. Those are the people who live in Northern Ireland, who want to remain loyal to the Crown, and they do not want the whole island of Ireland to become one country and nation once again. They do not want that. They want to remain part of the United Kingdom. So what our Taoiseach down here in the Republic of Ireland thought it was a good idea to have a commemoration service for the Royal Irish Constabulary, i.e. the Black and Tans, people who... uh, 
we used to come over here and to Ireland back in the, you know, about 100 years ago and bait the living shite out of Irish people and burn their houses down. And they were a police force who just fucking abused Irish people. So anyway, as a way to kind of commemorate um, them, our Prime Minister thought, would we not put on a commemoration service for them now as well, just to get the unionists on side? Because, you know, a nation, you know, United Ireland is going to happen in the next few years. So we better start doing some cultural things from the unionist side of things so so to get them on side. Well, that went down like a fucking shit lead balloon. The Irish song by the Wolf Tones, Come Out You Black and Tans, goes to number one in iTunes. Come out you black and tans, come out and fight me like a man. Goes to number one in the charts. And the UK, for a moment in time, it went to number one in the UK. Isn't that fucking mental? So that didn't work. But then there was uproar about that whole thing during the week. The commemoration service was then, inverted commas, postponed. That's not going to happen. It's cancelled, buddy. It ain't happening. And then, at the end of the week, the Northern Irish Assembly finally decided to get their shit together, which was the unionist side, which was the problem. But they got their shit together, and the Assembly has reassembled, and there is government in Northern Ireland again. Thank fucking God. So, I know that means fuck all to most people outside of Ireland, but it's kind of been a big week in Irish history and Irish political culture. And the Assembly getting back together in Northern Ireland means that they can start governing themselves again and stop relying on the UK and stop relying on the Republic of Ireland to do it for them. And hopefully it'll be better. The main bone of contention was that the Unionists did not want the Irish language to be recognised as an official language of Northern Ireland. Well, they've finally signed off and they've accepted that it has to be accepted as part of the culture of Ireland. The Irish language is now officially an official language in Northern Ireland. Sorry, I'm going to take a slurp of my berry tea. <sighs> Barry's do a wonderful berry tea. You can get it in most centres. Anyway. Yeah, because I'm, I'm drinking berry tea because I'm still off the bloody coffee. Although I, I think, I, I fear that I don't sound like I'm off the coffee. I can hear them a bit wired, but hey. What are you going to do? Maybe the January energy is, you know, of just being cooped up in the house and being sick and all that kind of stuff. Maybe that's getting to me and the energy is finally getting up and I'm, you know, you know, the days are starting to finally get longer. Although we've had a horrific week. There's been storms in this country. There's been electric power cuts. It's just never ending the storm living on an island in the middle of the Atlantic. No wonder we're a weird people over here, huh? Thank you so much to all the people. Before I forget, I can't forget you guys. Oh, my God. All the people from Ashburn and County Meath. Who, one second there now. Sorry, I had to pause it there for a second. There was a fucking banging going on. I realized it's a nail gun, but <laughs> I got a fright there for a second. But as I was saying, thank you so much to all you it's, it's fair to say weird and wonderful people in Ashburn County Mead. Des Bishop has started his new tour with his new show, Mia Mama, which is a, a, a comedy show, but it's uh, also got a lot of heart in it. It's about when his, his poor old mother passed away there in March, just gone. Uh, when I was on the road with him, actually, we were touring around when he got the call to go back to, um, to, to, to New York and uh, to his mother, and she passed away um, not long after he arrived. And uh, so I was out uh, on the first night of that with him in Ashburn, County Meath. Um, and we're, it was, I mean, I was on opening the night and Jesus, 
Ashburn, you're wild. I mean, even like, I'm not going to name the place. I don't give a shit if I get in trouble for this. But the venue that it was at, a hotel, man, is that weird and wonderful, but rough. Like, you know, there was, you know, we had to walk through to the stage, through the kitchen, past the deep fat fryer and all that kind of crack, you know. And the the, <laughs> the chefs are there taking photos of Des as he's walking by and all this kind of stuff. And I get up on stage and... The announce. I was. I went to the bar to get a, a pint of water, and by the you know, then they start to announce me while I'm like half a mile away from the stage, and everyone's clapping, and I'm sprinting to try to get onto stage on time. Get on stage, it's all going great, and then some four. I'm going to say young ones, but they weren't that young. From Tala, have four seats in the front row, front and center, and of course they turn up fucking half an hour late to the show. They come in for looking for their seats. And in front of me are going, well, will you sit there, Martina? Or will I sit there? Will you sit there? Blah, blah. 700 other people in the room. And they're just there discussing who should sit where and blah, blah. I just stopped the whole fucking gig. I said, don't, don't, don't mind you girls there now, you know. Don't mind the 700 other fucking people in the room. We got a few laughs for that and they shut up anyway. But yeah, there was all sorts of chatting going on because you're fucking wired. And then, then there was the break after I was on, you know. I went to go use the toilet Man, you know what kind of a hotel this is when you can smell the toilets from out in the hallway. Not the hallway before the toilets, but the hallway before the hallway for the toilets. You can smell the gents. Oh, my God. I met a lovely man then in the toilet who was there standing at the urinal going, fair fucking play to you. That was deadly. Fair play to you. And goes to shake his shake my hand while he's pissing. I'm like, no way, man. <laughs> on what planet do you think I want to shake your hand? You've just had it on your nose. And he was sound like, he was like the nicest fellow ever. And then he did the really sweet thing of telling me a joke, which is, you know, I mean, some people do that. But anyone, I think as a comic, when someone goes, oh, here's a joke for you. A, you think like, it's not for me. I can't use it because I didn't fucking write it. A. And B, I'm not fucking interested in your joke. (laughs) I've just been, I know it might sound like being a cunt, but I was up there on stage for half an hour telling jokes. I don't need to hear your fucking, it was, of course it was awful. But anyway, he was a lovely man. He was a lovely man, and uh, I'm glad you all enjoyed the show, and thank you for all the lovely messages afterwards, and uh, sending me phone numbers. Somebody sent me their phone, I can't remember your name, whoever you are, you nutjob, and I told you you were a nutjob to your face, sending me your number on social media to text her, so she's in the bar, there's fans in the bar that want photos, right? Tell us when you're coming out. And I said, well, we'll be going through the lobby at some point so you can wait there. There's people here in, in our green room, like the, our agent is there and, you know, there's friend, mutual friends there. So we're hanging there chatting out. Fans are going, send, sending me their number, text us when you're coming out, will you? So we, can, we don't have to leave the bar. <laughs> That's the kind of fucking fans they were, huh? But you were great crack, did a few photos and had, had all the lols with them. With all the the mad girls and boys. But obviously the girls are way more mad. So thank you very much, Ashburn. It was great crack. Um, I'm in the comedy crunch tonight, but you're not going to see me. But what else is happening? I'm down in Bray with Des on Saturday night. And then uh, the following weekend, I will be playing the International Comedy Club. The world's best known comedy club. (laughs) Um, Yeah, International Comedy Club. uh, End of January 23rd through to the 25th, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, if any of you guys want to come along. And if you're enjoying the podcast, let people know about it. Take a screenshot of it, put it on your social media. um, And follow me on Instagram, at HelloStevo, if you have any questions or any little things that you want to share, absolutely share away. And I think that's it. 
Today's show is a fantastic show. You guys might have heard myself and Jenna months ago talking about transgender issues and being ignorant to quite a f- uh, few bits and pieces of it. And then I was doing a gig in uh, Whelan's a couple of months ago. And this lovely girl, Ali O'Rourke, comes up to me and says hello, which you will hear that I completely forgot that that happened awkwardly. So I make a show of myself at the start of this episode. But Ali uh, sends me a message on Instagram and Ali is a trans girl. And I said, Ali, would you mind coming on my podcast and talking to me about your life? Because I'm ignorant. I'm an ignorant individual when it comes to all transgender issues and the life of a transgender person and what it entails and what 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 happens or what one goes through. Um. Because I'm ignorant to the whole thing. There's lots of people out there in the world have loads of opinions about it all. And they literally don't know what's going on. So I thought, why not go come on, bring Ali on as an ignorant myself. And converse and get to know Ali as a person. And man, did we laugh. Ali's a hilarious, hilarious individual. Bloody dark sense of humor. But as you will learn, this is, a, this is quite a, quite a, how would you say quite a a component of the humor of uh, the trans community as uh, she said to me and um, she sends me I have a lot to learn I still have a lot to learn but she sent me some funny jokes and I was going to say excuse my ignorance but I'm not excusing my ignorance because I am ignorant to certain things so there's things in the conversation here that I make a show of myself asking the questions but like I don't know so if I don't know it you know if I don't ask then I'm not going to learn am I but man we had such fun Ali is absolutely hilarious. Um, I have totally forgotten to save her Instagram handle so that I can put it into into the introduction now. But she does uh, tell you you all about her night, her stand-up comedy night that she runs monthly in Dublin. Um, So I'll put the the description, I'll put all the details of that into the description and you can go see uh, her Token Straight night is the name of the night. Her night called Token Straight that she runs in Dublin. and uh, yeah, go check her out. She's absolutely hilarious. You're going to have you're you're in for a unique, brilliant, hilarious episode. And uh, give her a follow on the social medias. I'll put all the details of that in uh, the description to this show. And yeah, ladies and gentlemen, enjoy the show. It is the wonderful, the magnificent, the darkly hilarious Ali O'Rourke. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show, the wonderful, the amazing, who I've never met before. (laughs) (laughs) Ali O'Rourke in the house. Hey, we met once. (laughs) Did we? (laughs) Now it's awkward. (laughs) Where did we meet in in Cherry? Cherry? Did we have a conversation? We did. We did. Very Very brief. brief. I was shaking a lot of hands after that one. Yeah. Sorry. Star of the show had to shake all the hands. (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) All five of them. But we've never met. We never had a conversation. We don't, know, we don't know each other. No, we don't. We definitely don't. But the, yeah, like, the, so that's uh, it's a highly unusual situation for me to like. You're definitely the first person on the podcast that I like have never met. Met, you know what I mean? Had a conversation with, and you're definitely the first person on the podcast who has had to cancel for such Hollywood reasons. <laughs> Ali went Hollywood. Ali went literally Hollywood. <laughs> Ali sends me a message going, "Sorry, I can't make it. I'm stuck in LA." <laughs> 
<laughs> I had the flu, okay. <laughs> you did, to be fair. But I was like, wow, that's his fucking it's the best excuse ever. Yeah, it's like it's like I'm so I miss my own show. Like the only own show that I promoted, I had no. to like I had to be like, uh, Felix, uh, can you handle this by yourself? Was this the one back in in Athlone? Was it? No, it was the Token Straight. I okay, run, I run a comedy night called Token Straight. Right. Okay. Getting oh the god. Plugs in early. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Token Straight. I, and is there an Instagram handle we have to follow there? Token Straight. Token Straight. Everything's there you go. Token Straight. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Token Straight. Fantastic. So where is that on? Uh, it's on in the basement of Cheney in Jester's Comedy Club. Fantastic. So once a month on a Sunday. It's it's a queer comedy night. Except Lovely. We have. One token straight person. Oh, hey! <laughs> that's, that's brilliant. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. brilliant. So, so let's like you. Why were you in LA? Let's start with that then. Because uh, of my day job. Your day like, job, day which is quite glamorous as well. It's glamorous. Uh, we won't mention my employer, uh, but I am. Uh, no, we won't. In <laughs> case. <laughs> I I am a flight attendant. A flight attendant. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Which people are always shocked by, which I find surprising. People are shocked by that. Yeah, everyone's Why? like, oh, well, first of all, we don't exist in the real world. You know, <laughs> we're fictional unicorns. Uh, that's a cool, that's a good point, actually, because you never see somebody in normal day round town kind of life who's, yeah, who's a flight attendant because they're in planes, you know, you just never... <laughs> You're right. It is kind of you don't really you're not you don't meet them on the street, do you? Unless you live in Swords and everybody's man is uh, a flight attendant. Ah, <laughs> good point. Yeah, I know a pilot who lives in Portmarnock. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. I guess. Well, you. that's the the, the, flight, the cabin crew live in Swords. Right. Pilots live in Portmarnock. Okay, <laughs> just kind of like, like that distinction. That's so fucking true. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. That and Hoat, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but only the senior pilots live in Hoat. Uh, yeah, yeah. So how long have you been doing that for? Uh, ooh. Ooh, four years? Five years? Four years, okay. I don't know. It's a bit like, it's a weird. I always say it's like the modern equivalent of running away to join the circus. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like really unanchored and moving about the place. And stuff. Uh, so, how do you find that? Um, unemployed after college and Ryanair hiring. Okay, so and, that, and that was it. <laughs> that was it. I was like, yeah. You, I'm just, like, named, you just named, you're not necessarily working for that company. I, I that no longer like, work for that company. Okay, right. That <laughs> we can slag off Ryanair. <laughs> Did you ever see the Rod Gilbert joke? It was brilliant. He wanted to give out about an airline company. Uh, you know, Welsh comedian. He wants to give out about an airline company. He's like, I'm not going to name names because I don't want to get in trouble. But, Let's, for example, say, let's call them Brian Air. <laughs> <laughs> I always go, uh, um, you might, when I used to wear them, you might know them, um, com- starts with a common Irish surname, rhymes with don't care. <laughs> <laughs> is that your joke, is it? Yeah. That's very good, that's very good. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, so I, you came straight out of school and uh, applied to that? No, um, so I'm... I went to college. I went okay. to college and out of America. college. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, oh, out of college and I went flying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what uh, did you do in college? I did industrial design. <sighs> that is a cool UI, course. UX design, which I <laughs> use very little of in my daily life, apart from to make posters for comedy gigs. Cool. So you've uh, you've a very artistic vibe to you. Then you, that that's what you started out in the uh, arts, essentially. Yeah. Um, though in secondary school, my best friend used to call me artistically and an or word we're not allowed call oh, yeah. <laughs> can't say, say that anymore, anymore. Can't yeah. say that. that's gone uh, so, you, so they were saying that you weren't good at yeah art. no I, I can't i can't draw for crap but i'm very i think i'm pretty decent at conceptualizing stuff and i just got really good at the computer software side of things okay so uh, industrial design was computer designing well, stuff through computers you ideate um by drawing and sketching but it's right. for you 
and then you develop it using prototypes and by computer software and so right. try to engineer it out then right so it was cool it's like i always describe it. it's like architecture for everything else you know okay yeah yeah, i get you yeah, yeah. designed everything from um like uh <laughs> designed the weirdest things on the way like what i i spent from my final year project i uh spent a lot of time in halting sites and like traveler camps right because so i was like i'm gonna be white savior i'm gonna go out and <laughs> design stuff for the pavi community and they were like Go away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we Fuck off. Oh, yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> so what did you try to design for the traveling community? Uh, I actually, this is a uh, power generating um, uh, incinerator, mini- miniature power generating incinerator. Oh, that's... I yeah. Mean, yeah. It was great. It worked. But the only thing was um, you'd have to get a license from the government for every individual one. And, okay. Uh, yeah. I don't think it would have actually ever been made, if you know what I mean. But Was it solar powered or something like that? I don't know. No, no, it was literally just like, burn the rubbish, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I had, like, chimney scrubbers. It was relatively environmentally friendly. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so there was, like, it would work one incinerator per halting site, for example. Okay. Wow, per camp. Wow, that's fascinating. There you go. It was weird. I I had a strange one. I don't know. I don't want this story to be interpreted the wrong way, but I remember I was on a campsite in, or like a halting site in Limerick, and they were like, you should go up the road to this other halting site. Our cousins are up there. Just have a chat with them too. And I was like, oh, great, great. Went up to them. And I came out, came into the halting site, and uh, a guy comes bursting out of a caravan with a lump hammer going, I hear you're asking questions. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, just, I just sat there frozen. He was like, ah, you're grand. Is anyone I like up? you. <laughs> <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. After you went, after you went, I hear you're asking questions. That's brilliant. Oh, that's great fun. I went to an industrial design like end of year or end of uh, a degree show in NCAD, mm. and some of the stuff that people come up with is fascinating. It's a great industrial design. is a cool course. It's like. cool. You get to be mental, but then you yeah. get to the real world. And they're like, stop being mental. Okay, like, yeah, it's yeah. hard. To, it's hard to get work then. Yeah, and like unless you're working in biomed, essentially. Okay. Like Ireland, we don't actually. Our design industry is very small. It's really two or three companies, and then everybody go either uses those companies or it's they they manufacture in Ireland, but they design in other countries. So right, quite hard to work in, and then you throw in being trans, and that kind of just makes it a little bit more difficult as well. Like just to navigate the workplace in general. Like yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Athlone. You grew up in Athlone. I love that joke. Yeah. Can I can I say it? No, you have to say it. <laughs> Do I? You can say tell my joke to me. I, I really want to get like a night where people would just like swap material and go up and do it. Like so, you'd go up and have to do like trans material. <laughs> well, that would be great. I mean, that's a great idea in general. People doing other people's material, but you made me laugh with because uh, you sent me on one of your one of your routines on uh, Instagram, and that made me. I think you started off with that. You said I'm from Athlone without the bone. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm Athlone to the bone, Ath- except I'm trans. So I'm trying to lose the bone. <laughs> Oh, it was very good. It was very funny. So you grew up in Athlone. I grew up in Athlone till I was, was eighteen. Till you was so from from Baba till the whole way through. What was Athlone like? And actually, controversial is it in Westmead or is it in Roscommon or is it a bit of both? Bit of both. It is actually a bit of both. Yeah, the Shannon's the goes uh, on the historically middle. the Shannon is the vice line between Connacht and Leinster, and yeah. Roscommon and Westmead, but. Um, it's actually, I think the town limits are out, are a bit further. Like, so a bit of Westmead actually pushes into Roscommon, which is a sore bone. Oof. Oof. And they try to, there's the biggest town in Roscommon is actually at part of Athlone, Commonsland. Right. <laughs> and they try to 
Westmead County Council tried to annex it and really? they got angry and they're like, what if my kids can't play for the GA? <laughs> it's like, guys, there's a lot of issues to be discussed here. Fucking the GA hell. is not one of them. Like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. So do people from Athlone, do they consider like whether they're from Roscommon or from Westmead? It depends uh, it, on where you live. It's kind of its own place. But it's also kind of yeah. There is like I went to school and it's know, like Singapore. It's its own fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like the New York of <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, No, but it's like uh, it's weird because like where I went to school, you'd have people from Galway because Balance Low is only twenty. Yes, you know, you'd of have course. People from Roscommon, yeah. Offaly, West. So it was weird. It's fierce cosmopolitan. So what? <laughs> <laughs> Every shade of bogger <laughs> you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> and how was growing up in, in Athlone? How did you find it? Did you enjoy it? Did you, did you look back and Because you still go back to Athlone, don't you? Yeah, I go back with the... I bring my kids to see my parents. I don't really have a lot of connections to the town apart from family now. Yeah. Which is weird. I guess that's the thing. I haven't lived there in 12 years. So, like, you kind of just... like Oh, 12 years that yeah. long. Right. Okay. And I haven't, like, kept up with um, people from school or anything either. Like, yeah. it's weird. Um, but, like... Yeah, I look up. It had its great, good points. It had its bad points. I grew up just outside the town, so I kind of had a country upbringing, but right, right. outside a big town, so it was a weird yes. mix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I was very into kayaking when I was younger. I was like, actually, did it full time for a while. Like, oh, really? Like, yeah, competed for Ireland and shit like that. But uh, random shit like more, that. Like, competed like for that. Ireland, <laughs> shit like that. Yeah, yeah, just like no like big. <laughs> do you know? You must know Jenny Egan, do you? Yeah, I know Jenny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did a. Uh, she's a. Uh, She's got some records, hasn't she? She won. She was the first female to win certain world championships in kayaking, wasn't she? On um, the girl from Lucan. Yeah, no. yeah, maybe. I don't. Yeah. Know. <laughs> <laughs> this is re- this is recent now. Yeah. In, the, in the last couple of years, yeah. I just ended up uh, interviewing her for. Um, I can't remember what it was. I just got asked to interview her and a couple of other athletes and. Oh, fascinating, fascinating personality and fascinating to meet somebody who's at their peak, you know, at the top. So focused. So focused. So Wow. I did like mostly freestyle and whitewater. So it's kind of like the skateboarding punk kind of. Okay, right. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, yeah, hang out in Uganda for six months and hook her out of Norway and throw ourselves off waterfalls and stuff. Okay, wow. Yeah, but like. And uh, I presume you started doing that in the Shannon. Yeah, Shannon and then the Innie, which is a tributary as well. So, um,. Uh, it, it's it's gas though, like because you see, like they're like different animals, the slalom and sprint, like there's different types of kayak. Yes, of course, yeah. and like they're completely like hyper focused elite athletes, and we're like, okay, we're gonna be elite athletes this week. We're not gonna go drinking twice, you know. Like, <laughs> you know? It's yeah. just like it's like it's like okay, be good. Like, it's like to, country GAA in general, isn't it? Like like just fucking no drinking tonight, lads. That was the big the big thing about training, wasn't it? Just yeah. don't drink the night before. I used to be like kind of like the mammy to this group called the Blackout Brigade. The what? <laughs> the Blackout Brigade. The Blackout Brigade. <laughs> oh, Jesus but like they were mostly like the, it's not the Black Panthers anyway. <laughs> no, no, uh, very unaware. Uh, <laughs> 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 but it was like mostly Irish people with a couple of English and Canadians and Americans hopping in on top and it was just like the messers right. of the kayaking scene so it was very strange to be like uh, like I remember one time we were in Germany ahead of a world championship and we're training and we we're like right, world we're cha- you're doing world championships fucking, yeah, like the proper crack. shit man. Yeah, it was good crack it yeah. was fun I got to see a lot of the world and yeah. the weird shit like, wow. but like we were kay- like we we're going like, right we're going to Austria We'll drive to Austria, it's a couple hours away, we'll go to the, the last round of the Euro Cup is on, and we'll go to that, like, and uh, the Austrian National Championship as well. Yeah. Right, cool, cool, we'll go, we'll go, we'll go. And we started, we got split into two cars, and the other car, van drove off, right, oh, we'll 
catch up with him whenever we're driving along and it's me my friend from Galway and this guy in the back who's actually this like sponsored by Adidas he's like Jesus, proper neat motherfucker like, yeah. like you were like oh yeah yeah you're, you're yeah yeah you're Mexican angry Mexican he's like no no <laughs> I'm fucking from Barcelona it's like yeah 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 you're Spanish I'm like I'm fucking Catalonian <laughs> so like the rest of the thing we just like slagged them off about yeah, yeah. being like Spanish uh, which if in, in retrospect if an English person did that to us oh yeah we'd get very thick like, I get it I get it all the time about the Argentinian thing it's just like it's not the same Mexican or whatever it's like it's not the same it's not Spanish the same. it's not, it's not the, the same, same. <laughs> it's not the same. Well, like he had spent the last year in, in America so he had American twang so it was just right, okay. fun to ride we're just being arseholes riding them up like <laughs> Do you know the old casual racism? The casual racism from Irish people is what we're famous 80, for. 80s and 90s Ireland before we had fancy shit like pasta or racism. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My ex, uh, she was saying when she, her her dad was English and this is rural Cork, she grew up in. And they, remember they used to get slagged off in school and bullied oh, yeah, because sure. they had, well, apart from the English, they're like, oh, they think they're so fancy with their spaghetti bolognese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we used to get that as well. Yeah, yeah. Because I'll, I'll never forget, like in the, we did a, a school magazine one year in the primary school I was in and there was everybody was contributing different things from short stories to poems to all sorts of stuff and then people started putting recipes in and it was like your fancy recipes and someone put in a recipe for spaghetti bolognese and I remember going home laughing kind of going ma'am these people think this is fancy because <laughs> we eat sp- Italian every day <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> but she's like yeah they're just used to potatoes and cabbage <laughs> My mom loves a bit of racism herself. <laughs> <laughs> it goes back. It's like, take that, Irish people. I have to put up with your shit. Live in your yes, rainy gas absolutely. country. I'm going to slag off your That's food. what she's like. She's unbelievable. But so, you growing up in Athlone, good fun. You're like, so you're good at sports, obviously. Good at the, at the kayak. And that must have been a cool part of your uh, yeah, world. I wasn't really good at sports growing up. I did everything, but I was like... No, I didn't play well with others, so I, had, so I had to find an individual sport, like a weird niche sport that I could slot in. And then I got really good at the what they call the lunatic fringe of the lunatic fringe of that sport. So yeah, yeah, I was yeah. kind of like, I was like, you don't need two paddles on your kayak. Like, I'll use one blade on my kayak and I'll need, you know, like yeah, I'll, do, yeah, 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 I'll yeah. make it harder because I like making stuff harder for myself. <laughs> and was it hard going up being trans in in in? Midlands Ireland where as we, as as we've just been saying like people are taking the mickey out of people from just because you're from a different country <laughs> like from if you're from a different county do yeah. you know what I mean if you're different full stop Ireland could be quite difficult I think it's getting better now I mean um, I hope but yeah like it it, it was t- like I remember cuz I first came out when I was 15 and it went horribly wrong and I went back into the closet but oh I'm, really yeah for like a decade like nearly like you know so oh, really wow yeah yeah but like I remember um there was like there's this thing like one of my friends at the time she told her boyfriend and then there was a gang of guys in in the local town park with knives and it kind of got uh, yeah it got pretty dark and i like avoided going into town for nearly two years i left school then so what so so how did you come out how did how did you like parents to your parents and then to friends as well and some like friends told people and it kind of got me yeah. messy like remember folks do not out somebody no matter how uh, out, like publicly of trans course. or queer they are like, yeah, yeah you know yeah. what i mean it's not your business to tell of them. course not yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. Like, no yeah that's worth saying because people forget and that's mm. the consequences that would happen yeah but that was like that's what 15 years ago now that's yeah. a totally different time like i mean did get jumped up on Cork Street two years ago as well, like 
and the in Cork Street in Dublin, yeah, right? Yeah, but again with knives. I don't know what it is with transphobes and knives. <laughs> it was like uh, it was at like a skate park. So I always say uh, I, I brought a skateboard to a knife fight and I won. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you were at the skate park skating away? Uh, yeah, yeah, and they were just like, yeah. So like, I, I, with that one, that one's a weird one because it's like. Were they attacking me because I was trans, or were they attacking me because they wanted the skateboard? Or they want, <laughs> yeah. but like they used transphobic language, but like that, right. would be, like if you, they would have, you know, they might have said something about you being Argentinian, or you know, yeah, it's kind yeah, of yeah. a weird one. Like there is, there is a level of hate towards trans people, and the yes. statistics, but we have like one of the highest rates of uh, of race and gender identity based uh, crime in Europe. Ireland does. Ireland, yeah, it's really shocking when you saw when that right. when that came out. But yeah. it's also like also really weird because it's a really like progressive country. Like I changed my gender legally in three days. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. and then like it's it's such a weird mixed bag in Ireland. It's the most Irish thing ever. Like it's like yeah, we're cool with this now, but we're not. But we are. It's it's it. it I think in a lot of ways that um, change in in Ireland uh, happens s- slowly and it happens. Um, you know, in a lot of ways, we're we're, and I think traditionally we have been far behind everybody else in 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 a lot of change, like ten, twenty years behind yeah. England, for example, on 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 certain things. But um, there's definitely been a wave in the last few years of major change happening. But it kind of still feels a little surface level that the whole country isn't used to it all yet. Yeah, we're still not used to immigrants coming to the country. It's like, yeah, we're like, really not. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I lived in rural Cork for a while, and I swear the amount of old fellas that came up to me and asked me was I Polish because my accent. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, that happened at least three times. It's like your 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 Atlone accent. Your that's the problem. Is <laughs> that is the like Jesus Christ. <laughs> But you couldn't write it. <laughs> but they were just like in their minds. It was like white person with different accent must be Polish. Like you know, <laughs> that, that was how they. That's the math. That's of it, like. how like they they were. And it was it was so, it's such a strange like Irish people are strange. Like and I feel like the public is changing a lot. But like in classic Irish, our institutions aren't. Yeah, like I do a yeah. joke at the moment about how the HSE has more trans blood on its hands than a trans dude with a masturbation problem <laughs> on his period. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> Which I love doing just for this year. Yeah, like just for everybody in the room to go. Oh, oh my god. Jesus! Yeah, I love watching uh, people trying to do the maths of that. Like trans, is that is like you know? Yeah, like, yeah, but it's confusing. The yeah, it's it's not a good joke in the sense that like it, relatability. Me, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it confuses the audience and like makes them withdraw. But I have fun with it. But um, yeah, but. Um, yeah, like the HSE is a nightmare for trans people. Like, oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it's like I can't even get into it. I get like every good Irish woman, I get my healthcare from the UK. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah, it's so it's true. Like, I can't even get into the Irish trans system, like despite the fact that I've been on HRT for how long, been living as a woman for how long, and like they won't even like I can't even get past the first stage of right. ring jumping. Like okay, now as p- part of the the reason I asked you to come on as well because I said to you I'm ignorant. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what, exactly what happens, what 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 goes on. So when you say you're on the HRT, that's yeah, titty skittles. T- what titty skittles? <laughs> titty skittles. <laughs> Did she just say her tic tacs about? <laughs> 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 you're getting as much fucking 
humor out of this fucking podcast as you can like fucking me like help me Ali I don't know here and you're like yeah titties kill Stephen do you know what I'm there <laughs> yeah fucking <don't." laughs> it's like I shall speak for the trans uh, <laughs> everything I say is gospel I can speak for we're a monolith don't you know Stephen fuck <laughs> me <laughs> So what are titty skills? <laughs> just hormones, okay? Right, hormones. Thank you, thank you, Ali. Just hormones, just titty hormones. skills. You fucking idiot. <laughs> so you start taking hormones. Uh, so that's the that's the that's the start of it, essentially. Uh, well, like I was socially transitioned for a while. It was a really yes. weird legal. So when you came out with fifteen, that's a social transition that you know. Yeah. Well, I didn't even socially transition. That was like the first step. So when I like, reached my mid twenties and I did transition, it was like. It was a weird case because, like, I socially transitioned, then I legally transitioned, then I changed my gender, and then it was another year or so before I got hormones because I had to go through the UK. I just couldn't get into the Irish system. Wow. And um, so obviously that so that system is just so far behind that there's just, no way of doing yeah, it. Yeah, it's just like a fiefdom, like many Irish things. It's just a fiefdom, like one or two guys, and like right. I'm outside the system, so I get to throw <clears throat> shit. Like I get to talk about it. Like, right. I had friends who've uh, had their healthcare withdrawn from them because they've been publicly criticising the system. Like, that's how much of a messed up corrupt... Well, that's corrupt as fuck, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but... um, Where was I going with this? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Went went down a hallway with no doors there. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you're saying, so the HSE and that, it's it's very hard for you to get on to the system and get yourself uh, going through the stages, as you were saying. Yeah, Yeah, but there was this weird thing where I was legally transitioned, so legally like physically i had the same chest as before right i no boobs but legally i couldn't be topless in ireland technically which what? i think it just proves the stupidity of that long i don't know what's going on so legally <laughs> you had the chest you didn't have the chest I, of a woman I, I had the boobs of a woman but i didn't have the boobs of a woman <laughs> <laughs> Is well, this, I don't know if this get kept in. Is it? I can say, of course it is. But I don't, you had the boobs of so legally they're saying you did have boobs, but physically you didn't have the boobs. No. Is basically what we're no, saying. No, the HSE didn't get the memo. No. <laughs> but I'm glad you can laugh at all this. This is what is fantastic about it that you do laugh at it. It's 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 fantastic. I, I mean, I always say like people are shocked when there's trans comedians like. But have you seen our memes? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no, like trans, like like. Uh, well, it's weird because trans people um, were such a small minority, and for years we were all like disconnected from each other. Yeah. But then we got the internet. <laughs> you yeah, know what I okay, mean? Okay, okay. Like I'm probably one of the first gener- generation of trans women to grow up with the internet and having access. Like not always good advice, but having like that's how so young I figure stuff out. Like before, like I, I can't even remember. Like I must have been like early teens when I first heard the word transgender or something. Like you know what I mean? Like right, just okay. to have the language around that. But I yes. then all of a sudden was able to go on the internet yeah. and like get stuff and talk. So like this weird internet culture of for ages like of of memes and joking and sh- trans shit posting and stuff like that built up because that's how we all connected. Yes. So there's this weird dark humor in the in that's inherently part of trans culture and like some bizarre stuff like for some reason we were all sharing pickle memes for for about two years so pickles was it was trans an joke yeah so the story behind it is like it's just like going mm, pickles <laughs> 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 but like it's to do with like uh 
uh, one of the particular testosterone blockers uh, makes you crave salt. So right. loads of trans girls would get, get obsessed with pickles. Mmm, <laughs> 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 pickles. Okay, that's funny. That's good. <laughs> so just trans memes are pickles. That's brilliant. Okay. No, no, there's a lot more to it now. We, yeah. we, we've evolved as a Sorry. <laughs> We're yeah. more than pickle memes, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> we're more than pickle meme Stephen. i think that's the fucking highlight episode <laughs> oh my god i don't even laughed as much in an episode i swear to god so, so <laughs> i don't know where are we going to next i mean but there's a so, bunch of trans comics even in dublin now like they're right like uh the trans core we every time we say that we like we need a better name <laughs> trans core is what yeah, yeah, okay. we're joking uh but there's like uh I mean, particularly, there's a bunch of us knocking around, but particularly active. There's myself, uh, there's Felix Connor, a trans man, and MJ Stokes, a non-binary person. Right. So, like, we have the full set. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so when you say, and when you say trans girl, that means you you are a girl who's transitioned from a man. That's what what that means in case anybody's getting confused about that. Yeah, well, we mightn't say those, that language, uh, like, assigned male at birth is kind of like the term we tend to use. Right, yeah. But like, for example, your bio on Instagram is trans girl. Yeah. So that means you are a man and you are, and you are. Yeah, well, I don't think of myself ever being a man as right a yeah okay. like that language has moved on from there i get you and, i get you uh, yeah it's more like i don't know it's really it's in pedantics but it's important pedantic you know what i mean no and not at all. it's not a pedantic yeah. at all yeah, yeah 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 so it's like a weird one and it's weird again excuse me with internet culture um just like get then that like or with just communication how the language and gender theory and all that crap has evolved and yes. you're like constantly going like am i saying the wrong like like i know because uh, it's because com- it's complex it's it's, yeah, it's not like, it's not straightforward yeah. i know older trans women that call themselves transsexual and like i would fucking like okay i've used transsexual on stage because sometimes that word's just funnier okay, uh, okay you know like um uh like my <laughs> like my old uh, i have a grand aunt who's a dairy farmer and she's like i can forgive you for being transsexual but i can't forgive you for not eating dairy you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be- vegans are pretty bad that's what I'm yeah saying. yeah vegans are evil but no like it's uh it's it's but they like that's the word when they transition or came out that they use as transsexual and that's became their identity yes so then there's a weird one where we're like oh yeah but it's not a great word because it has sexual in it and that has like sexual connotations muddies the waters rather than being about gender and all that crack yes and but then you're like who are we to tell somebody what they can yes. ca- call themselves or not you know what i mean is that a generational thing within the trans community that yeah it's mostly th- generational okay yeah. and they're mostly american as right well, okay like older american because like there aren't a huge amount of older irish like people who traditional a long time ago around ireland and when you really? get them you're like sit down tell me everything i want really? to know yeah because like there's a great uh trans woman who's oh damn it, her name escapes me but she's uh really high up in tenny which is like the trans organization but she's a trans historian as well like, okay so she's like finding all these stories or like finding people like from civil american civil war or there's or people from the 18 there's this trans woman in the irish trans woman in the 1800s who was a stage actress here and stuff like that and right got out and had to go to london and stuff to get okay away. right but wow. you know was part of polite victorian society and okay stuff like goodness me right so she's like really good at finding all these people in this history and then you have um yeah it's just it's just like really weird that like it's just like 
not that we're creating a culture, but like we're finding a culture. It's really strange, or like finding an identity or a history. Like we're well, finding every- history as well. Yeah, because people like to think of trans people as being a modern thing when it's not. It's something that's always existed. Right. And it has existed amongst different cultures, in yes. different forms or different names. So, yes. Yeah. Which was the same with homosexuality earlier on in the the nineteen hundreds. That you know people hadn't a clue. They thought it was a new thing. It wasn't new. No, no, no. <laughs> it was not new. Like. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you have another joke. No, <laughs> she no, just blocked her mouth. Cuff joke that would get me cancelled if I said it. So <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> she literally put her hand over the mic and said, "I'm not making that joke." <laughs> no, it's it's too far, even for me. I, I, I like it's like, will I get away with that? No. <laughs> so when you talk about at 15 coming out, and you were also saying that you don't consider yourself to have been a man, yeah. when what does coming out mean then in that, in that scenario? That it's the realization that you might have been in a man's body, but you're all was a woman yeah and you're explaining that to the rest of the world essentially it's a weird yeah because it's like even saying man's body is like back then i had a totally different language a different set like um to be honest i probably came out to my parents earlier than i should have um i definitely didn't do the groundwork to prepare them (laughs) you know what i mean okay okay um but because um just because like older trans women on the internet were like pushing me this is like there is a there was a website that was really flawed but really beneficial at the same time it was like a t- called ts roadmap like transsexual roadmap and yes. it's like you need to do this then you need to do that and, you, and okay. then they're like it's like no it doesn't work like that right people and you know you ask like so you were doing the roadmap <laughs> kind of yeah right. and it was just what, like, what was the roadmap Oh, it was all this thing. You need to do this process and you need to go get surgeries and you need to okay, do it. You know yes. what I mean? Like, yeah. it was like, whereas not everyone gets surgeries, not everyone wants surgeries. Yes. Uh, there's a really funny um, trans comedian called Robin Tran. She's Vietnamese origin. It's just a happy coincidence. Her surname is Tran as well. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> That's not a stage name. No, no. <laughs> her name is Robin Tran. Uh, but she doesn't, like, I know she talks a lot about not taking hormones at all. Yeah. Because she doesn't feel like, like, and I, I make, I'm like wearing a t-shirt at the moment that says girl dick energy on it. Girl dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I better cover this up if his daughter's here. If my daughter's in. It's okay, she can't read. <laughs> Enjoy that while it lasts. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, so you hadn't prepared your parents properly, is what you were saying. I think so. And then it was just like weird trying to find a system. And it's like, and then there's like identity debt, if you know what I mean. Like, like I, I have a joke like uh, about my parents, like, uh, not that it were <laughs> what was the one thing I said like, I wouldn't talk about my parents like I'm talking about my parents <laughs> but it's like, sorry ma'am <laughs> okay it's okay but no it's like um, that like not that we're not close or anything but I'm not in the family whatsapp group <laughs> you know <laughs> it's like it's, that's not a bad thing yeah i, I kind of like glad uh, yeah yeah exactly sorry, mom. Uh, <laughs> but it was like uh it's like yeah it's like in, in fairness to them i am the cunt that killed their favorite son oh, <laughs> like that is that is brutal that is a, <laughs> jesus christ no i don't mean like you know it's a great relationship with them and like it's different times and different like even that like i remember when I came out, there was a TV show on at the moment called something, or at the time called, there's something about Miriam. Oh, yes. I vaguely remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where they got like a trans model and it was a dating show with a bunch of cis guys. Right. And uh, 
they never they didn't tell them she was trans and it was all like and she was doing it to get money for surgery that she wanted and it was like really problematic now yes, looking yeah, back yeah. at it and then like i remember the reveal at the end the last episode where she picks the guy she wants to be with but here's the thing i'm trans and they all like a couple of guys got sick and it was just like it was really messed up like. oh goodness and I, me. actually she's tra- sadly died last year randomly like not connected obviously not connected okay. yeah right. but um or maybe, i don't know uh but she passed away last year but um it's just really like that's really weird when you're growing up as a trans girl like your your representation you see in movies and tv and pop culture is like um prostitutes the victims in csi yes <laughs> and yeah, serial yeah. killers in, that's in the only movies. representation yeah of trans. and something about Miriam. like it's really it's really adds to that like shame and stuff like that and stigma of and just even just what future you have like yeah because it was like weird even like i feel like since i started doing stand-up um the, i'm not saying i'm the first trans person ever to do stand-up that's not true but like even in dublin you see like um more and more trans people going like oh cool and then we're creating spaces like token yes. straight where yeah. they feel comfortable because they they're so used to being the punchline and like being like comedy just being this oppressive force in their life like yeah. you know that they don't want to go to stand-up comedy or they don't want to do it and they're like oh cool we can do that so yeah. people just fucking do it like, do you find that the com- the stand-up comedy world has been oppressive like it, well in, in, in the Irish scene for example towards trans people well put it this way I do a character called Tommy the transphobe <laughs> <laughs> where I parody uh, I parody um, I, I parody all the transphobic bits I've seen on stage and I have a full oh, like, really? like I have a full set oh, like of this other and then like uh, I have a loop pedal and I heckle myself uh, I'm doing really the bits. yeah that sounds like a cool bit it, it's terrible but it's a good idea but you know, it's one of those things. by using a loop pedal to heckle yourself that's a genius <laughs> idea in itself <laughs> but, and do you know which heckle is going to come or is it always the same heckle it, it, no I have them in order so right okay yeah, no, yeah, so, so, sorry yeah we're going off topic yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah it's like let's go technical <laughs> yeah. weird <no. laughs> That is cool, though, heckling yourself with a loop pedal. So you do find that, yeah, that, that yeah, there's a lot of... Quite a, like, yeah, Is it ignorant or is it is it hateful or is it like that they haven't a clue what's going on? Both. Right. And like some of it's not even hateful necessarily towards me because I'm trans, but because of what I represent in terms of a change in the scene from the scene that they came up in. And right. You know, that kind of weird yes, way. Yeah, yeah. For the most part, it's been really good. Like, I'm not saying the, the scene is a toxic mess. It's it's not. There are parts of it. There's certain places I know I'll never work, but then there's other doors that open to me because I'm trans and stuff. Yeah. I open sooner as well. Like, yeah. maybe, you know, there's opportunities there because yeah. I'm doing, like, you know, there's something a bit different going on or something. You know, that kind of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it swings roundabouts mm. but there are there's idiots everywhere of course in every part of society there's there's idiots and but, but traditionally it's one of those jokes you can uh, you could always used to be able to go to as a comedian where you can just like make fun of trans people you know it's guaranteed laugh or you yeah, know that yeah, kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah, there's certain yeah. touch points well it's hack really isn't it yeah it's like uh make yeah uh who did i saw a comedian do a really weird transphobic bit and I just turned the person beside me I was like I haven't seen that much trans hacking outside of bottom surgery uh, oh my <laughs> fuck me <laughs> but like <laughs> which in itself is, is actually a problematic joke <laughs> <Yeah. but> anyways <laughs> <laughs> so because i haven't seen your uh, bar the video they sent me but your 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 comedy is like fairly dark yeah. dark but uh brutal is the wrong word but like yeah cutting like you know 
Yeah, I suppose dark, yeah, yeah. Girl Dick Energy. Uh, girl, <laughs> girl Dick Energy. You took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> but um, but so as you, so, is that what you generally, when you're looking forward at your comedy, like wanting to write shows and wanting to write routines, is that the kind of subject matter that you do want to talk about or do you want to talk about yeah, all well, sorts of stuff? I, and I want to talk about all sorts of stuff. Like, I mean, there's a lot of... Um, it's really weird. Like, uh, I, I'm vegan, but I've never done material about being vegan, <laughs> which is shocking. <laughs> but, like, no, it's, there's loads of stuff to talk about. And I like talk. It's just very, it's interesting because when I first started, and you see there's a lot of comics, when you first start, you have something to talk about straight away. Yes. And not that it's innovative or not. There's more and more trans comedians. That every, there becomes that trans five minutes like the same as ways there's a yes there's a the white male cis guy five yeah, minutes yeah. or you're like i've heard this a million times before and then they develop you know yes. it's the same yeah, uh, yeah like there's stuff i want to talk about there's weird stuff that like uh you know certain things i want to talk about that other trans people aren't talking about there's weird i have a weird bent of going into weird historical stories that i like to tell like okay uh, yeah like I'm doing a set about Eileen Gray next Sunday. Uh, it's for a particular event, but like about a like uh, Irish modernist uh, designer from the early 20th century and stuff. You know, wow, very so that's like very specific. I have that weird nerdy aspect, and I'm developing a show based around industrial design as well, which is that is being into. So like, there's loads of other stuff I want to talk about, and I like to be like okay not necessarily friends of the trans community, but I'd like to be a bit like, like every comedian wants to be a bit like Louis C.K. or Bill Burr. Of course. Where you can just talk about anything that's yeah, happening. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm not necessarily instantly that way orientated. Yeah. You know, um, there's other comedians that are better at that. Uh, like I find uh, even amongst its sort of trans community, I say MJ Stokes is very good at talking right. about smart stuff. Like, Current affairs, smart, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're really smart. Like, yeah. You know, like they're yeah. just like really good at talking about neurosis as well and yes. you know like mental health stuff as yeah well, like which is yeah. which is hard to talk about on stage yeah it's hard to not fall into a trap but it is well yes. like you know yeah like i can make a dark one-liner about it and walk run away from it screaming but like i, can, I can't stand there and do five minutes about it like you know yeah i did because I, I, in in my show son of a preacher man i did it for the first fortnight festival last year for a week in smock alley and we i worked on kind of rewriting the middle section of the show to kind of concentrate a bit more on mental health issues um for the middle part of the show and uh it wasn't it wasn't the easiest thing in the world to talk about suicidal uh, su- being suicidal and uh, and um yeah that 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 level of darkness and make it funny yeah. it wasn't it wasn't easy you know <laughs> i mean it's really like one of my favorite like one of my big comedy influences starting out was chris Gethard. i don't know if you've heard of him i don't i've definitely heard that name i yeah. haven't watched it but he had a comedy special called career suicide right and like i've heard it called the net before in the net you know right, it's yes. all a, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all about it's like a i think himself he nearly calls it a one-man play it's funny but it's quite it's it's him on stage talking about mental health stuff yes. and being bipolar and stuff right. and it's just done so well and it's all dark stories from the past that you could tell in a really mopey way but he tells them in a funny way but still without losing the impact of the story yes i think that's the real challenge is mm. if you're going to talk you can talk about anything as long as it's funny you know yeah. what i mean like that course, is what they yeah. say but like you can talk about dark stuff but you need to keep the audience on board with you you know you got to keep them laughing yeah. yeah that's the that's the tough bit all right and how have you found with uh, your journey through life being trans and the difficulties of that that that's had um, in the different societies that you've been in, 
How has that affected your mental health? Uh, it's been tough. Like, you know, there was definitely periods of depression and like, it's a weird one. Like when you come out, it's like, okay, you have a lot of stuff to take, but there's like this whole amount of energy that you put into, you put into, um, just dealing with that fact that you're in a closet or you're hiding a huge part of you or you have to lie to everyone around you about something about you and just the mental strain of that. Yes. And then all of a sudden you have this whole load of extra energy like you have a load of whole new set of challenges navigating the world as a newly trans person and dealing learning to not give a fuck about what people think you know because that's a big part of it like which makes stand-up particularly easy i think i think that's why there's so many trans comics as well so everyone's just like ah screw it i don't care what people think about me anymore do you think you grow a thick skin then oh you definitely have to yeah okay um yeah you just gotta like you know um even like the odd time you like get a heckler like it's really you know like, really oh yeah yeah though i had one in the international reason no it was a, it was in the comedy cellar in the yes. international bar and uh <laughs> it was a very, started a heck like i was having a good set but i was doing like a high energy set so there wasn't really a lot of pauses in it and i got yes. to like minute six of a seven minute set say and and there was a pause and your man shout out tell a joke it's like right. this isn't therapy and i'm trying to like put down the heckler but the whole audience just turned on him i thought they were gonna lynch mob him like they was shut up and everything okay. like like people... you can you can say fuck ali it's okay, okay yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was on ray darcy's is... radio show recently and i oh, said fuck and i was like oh, <laughs> <laughs> no ray won't let you i'm not ray <laughs> you're not ray darcy <laughs> you're not I'm, an icon from my childhood who i let down I in a way that will haunt me forever <laughs> i fucking loved ray darcy growing up oh, oh my god man. It's, you let him down oh, because you because you curse. Well, here's the thing. I, like, I, I do want to meet him again now someday soon because we met him in Dublin Airport in 94 when we were going on our first trip to Argentina that I could remember. And it was a big deal to begin yeah. on the plane and all that, blah, blah, blah. Especially uh, a lot long. That's a long ass. Yeah, long yeah. Going all the way over to Buenos Aires and uh, via, via Paris. And we bump into Ray Darcy in Dublin Airport. And it was like, holy shit, got the camera out. And my dad was like, sorry, he had to change the film and the camera. Sorry about this, Ray. And (laughs) spinning it around and all that. And my brother and I asked him, where is he? He said he was on his way to Legoland for the weekend. I'm like, oh, my God, he's going to Legoland. And where's are Dustin and Saki going with you? Yeah, where are they? They're just in the toilet. Well, if we didn't run up and down every fucking toilet in Terminal 1 looking for (laughs) Dustin and Saki. We never found them, Ali. So next time I see Mr. Darcy, I'll be <laughs> having words. words about him, uh, with him, about an incident 25 years ago. <laughs> Traumatic <laughs> childhood. Like, I, look, I've talked about this with my Ruined therapist. Him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get, we need to resolve. They said I need resolution. Let's get on with it. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, hecklers in the, in the international and just fucking yeah, giving out. and Yeah, yeah so, but he was just like, oh, this isn't therapy. And everyone turned on him and then like, Davey Riley, who runs the international, got on stage and met him and apologized to the room like a foul really? child. <laughs> <laughs> That's so Davey as well. I know, I love it. was the best reaction. I was just there giggling. I got off stage and the other community was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> you know, you like, didn't uh, give a fuck. I was just like, oh, that's annoying. That was a really, like, because it was a night I'd done two sets and they both went pretty well. And I was like feeling, you know. I was, yes, you know, you're feeling nice good. Yeah, yeah, of course. I was just like, oh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. But I was just like, whatever, it happens. Like, yeah. And like, I finished this set strong in the end and it was all good. Like, and then uh, 
But then uh, Davy was closing up at the end of the night and your man got up early and started walking out and just giving the finger. And the whole audience was just booing him out the door. And who was this person? Like, was just it a, a an older drunk or on their own? Just drunk. No, he was with a girl, a way younger girl. I say, and she didn't speak any English. It was very odd. It was just Oh, like, God, the worst Tinder date ever, probably. Yeah, and she's just there, like, smiling and chatting. And, uh, and he... <laughs> um, yeah, it was just really, it was just one of those weird fucking nights. It was Nightmare. just like, we were just like, okay, you know, that kind of yeah, yeah. like, it was just like, grand, just leave you. But like, it was really interesting because it was like, the whole room just turned against him. It was, yes. like, it was like a really interesting snapshot of where we are, like, you know. Yeah, absolutely. As a society. And I wonder would the same reaction happen if it was in, you know, I'm not going to uh, bad name any town in Ireland, <laughs> but somewhere, uh, maybe a town in, in the country that isn't as forward thinking. Do you know what I mean? You'd yeah. like to think it would, the same thing would happen, but you never know, you know. Um, I mean, like... You, you have your standard set. Like, I like to say, oh, nice gender. Did your mommy pick it out for you or something? You know, like, uh, <laughs> just have a go with them. I love like. the way you go like this standard heckle put downs, like, which I've never used before. <laughs> standard heckle. Standard put-downs. trans one. Okay. Trans <laughs> nice gender. Did your mommy pick it for you? <laughs> Fucking hell. Brilliant. Um, But like, uh, yeah, but like, you know, I do a lot of gigs uh, down the country and this is a weird, like, because people always... Like the weird thing, the, like this demographics that seem to like me the most are like girls in their twenties and thirties, which you'd expect, and then middle-aged men. Right. Yeah. Well, I I, I say thinking a lot about it. And essentially, I'm a dick joke comedian. It's just the context <laughs> is different. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like they get on board. Like, I think they're like, oh, somebody's making jokes about something I'm afraid to talk about or yes. curious about. And I don't want to. I don't want to approach because I might. Sh- make me feel unmasculine or you know that kind yeah, of weird yeah, yeah, way yeah. like so it's just one of those but like i i like because i've had it a couple of like promoters and stuff saying that just my act wouldn't work down the country and stuff like, i've got a lot of that like mm. low-key weirdness you know what i mean mm. like like mm. not like in from a well-meaning place not from a bad place or something yeah and i always like feel like because i'm from the country i'm built my humor is built from a rural mm. sense of humor from working fitting stoves and building fireplaces when I was younger you know being right. around the lads you know yeah, what I mean yeah, like, yeah. you know being in sports teams and stuff like that yeah. so I'm not saying I have a laddish sense of humour but like I definitely I'm able to work well, you understand that, that world yeah I get yeah. that environment you know yeah. what I mean so yeah. I always feel like I do well down the country and I find it weird that yeah like I did do one where was that show was that down the country I did one show and there's a joke and it's like where I go uh I guess I should do more relatable. Oh, that was Kildare. I did a do one in Newbridge and it was like, I guess I should do more relatable material. Yeah. And some of the audience went, thank fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I just went, I used to live in Uganda and they're like, ah, <laughs> I walked out of the room. <laughs> it's like too much it's like just do a Tommy Tiernan impersonation <laughs> so you did you actually live in Uganda yeah oh my god so outside of the trans thing like that's fucking like a minor thing in your life like you've you've, you've had a varied life haven't you I've done weird stuff I'm a bit what were you doing in Uganda uh, kayaking okay right yeah, it's so you're just training to the kayak over yeah, right? yeah just, just on the White Nile working guiding rafts and stuff like that wow yeah it was cool it was obviously pre-transition because yeah they don't really like my kind there <laughs> oh yeah, right. yeah so, so I can't go back but they also built a dam so it's kind of weird it's like it was kind of like they don't like white people is it <laughs> yeah yeah they don't like white people <laughs> <laughs> and so and you also you also you're a mother as well 
Yeah, I'm a parent. Yeah, yeah, a parent. Sorry, uh, I don't. No, like I don't know. It's a weird. Yeah, it's a weird subject. Like it's like uh, as I say, I'm mommy. I mean daddy. I mean mommy. As uh, my <laughs> oldest calls me. <laughs> Is that a joke? Is that they say that as a joke? <laughs> wow. But no, it's like um, yeah, I'm a parent. I, I have kids, so that's another weird thing that happened in my life. I wasn't expecting, but it's an amazing, obviously amazing. So, thing. how many kids have you got? Uh, I got three. Amazing. Yeah. Come on, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> I, I didn't do... I'm the mother that did the least amount of work ever. <laughs> <laughs> to get three kids. So are they... Who do they... Cause they, they, uh, they live between me and their other mom. Like, okay. So, uh, yeah. As I, yeah, as I was saying, we, we were the two most fertile women in Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> and so how does that work with your job as a comedian and your job as a, a, um, a working in the air as well? Like it's, it, it's just all about time. I don't sleep much. <laughs> Can really? Be yeah well i'm always driving up and down to cork and to athlone and just where you know like i'm seeing them as much as i can and yeah them. like yeah it's it's a it's a it's a tough one like it is like you know but like i have them i have them you know what i mean when i don't yes. I, I, i'm working hard because i'm not with them and i want to make it work you know what i mean of like, course i'm trying yeah. to get back to them as much as i can when the day's off or whatever yeah you know? and this is this is before you were in, uh, before you transitioned you were were you married or in a long-term relationship uh, yeah or? we were together a long time um, right yeah a lot of people yeah it's weird because a lot of people presume we broke up because i'm trans but that like it's a, one of those weird presumptions but it just didn't work you know yes like a normal that. yeah like a normal, like, a normal yeah. like any relationship yeah, yeah. doesn't work yeah. i hate to break this to people yeah, but not yeah. everything in my life happens because i'm trans yeah no no <laughs> sometimes we're just assholes yeah. <laughs> um yeah so just it doesn't have to be about dicks and pussies sometimes we're just assholes <laughs> yeah yeah exactly and it's nothing to do with dicks or pussies <laughs> everyone can be a dick and a uh, no you're gonna get me in trouble for this fucking podcast <laughs> you'll be um, up for some job and then they're like this was like this problematic podcast this, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> deleted. deleted um so uh so you're tra- and so you're living in dublin based in dublin at the moment or yeah i'm kind of based between dublin and cork in swords is it <laughs> no i'm not in swords anymore i moved out of swords it's like oh my god i know everyone here <laughs> run away so you're based between dublin and cork and and you go home to athlone sometimes as well yeah yeah i tend to bring the kids up to athlone quite often so. oh fair play yeah. that's great to see the family up there yeah, sort of there and whatever and it's the way i was raised just to be i was around my grandparents a lot yeah so, yeah yeah so that's I lovely my kids to be around my and their aunts and stuff so the next the, the future now what are we what are we talking about you're going to do the edinburgh fringe festival you're writing your own show are you going to uh, I, I don't think just with kids and work and stuff i right. don't think ed will work out for me um, right it's too long i don't think it's gonna work out for me either yeah you have to bring the kids with you <sighs> and, well and then and then you lose you got, the money the amount of money you're not making money yeah you're not making money that bit and uh and uh, you're losing money and then you have to put them up and all yeah no it's a nightmare i'm, I'm worried about doing that as well but anyway I, I don't know is ed like i've never actually been to the fringe so. oh you should go for a weekend and go check yeah. out a few shows anyway yeah um uh talk about token straight going to the fringe as well so and that's I am, a great idea yeah that's a great idea and like i am writing that hour at the moment the the design based one so yes like i'm writing an hour i don't know what for but i'm writing it you know like a cut like a quite a it was, it's a bit alty but it's a bit like you know because it's like the plan is for it to be like a design workshop i'm leading so you go through different process designs so yes I get everyone in a room and be like Oh, what's the most annoying thing in your life? Let's fix this problem. Get the right. room to collectively come up with. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, and then yeah. just tell 
client from hell stories in between you know yeah, like, yeah, yeah. so but it's like uh yeah i don't know what i'm gonna do with that apart from just try it you know what i mean so I'm you just never kinda, know you don't have to go to Edinburgh for the whole month either like, plenty of people true. go over there for a couple of days and do, do the show that's true i'll see if i have time off in august <laughs> absolutely listen uh, but then again you know yourself you want to prioritize it with the kids so yeah yeah so i just want to make stuff and make stuff with cool people there's a lot of cool people around the comedy scene in dublin now yeah that are trying to do different things yes like, so have fun doing it like <laughs> enjoy creating listen you've been you've been a, thank you so much for coming on the show well, it's been amazing me. and uh, I'm, i meant to say i didn't say it at the start but from the moment that we we're texting and chatting and all that because you have a great energy off you you're very happy <laughs> and i could learn <laughs> but like i could learn a lot from it like do you know what i mean as so you walk into the room i'm like ah oh, this is yeah we're gonna have some fun here thanks, we're thanks, coming in to talk shit we might as well have fun doing it <laughs> genuinely thank you for the laughs thank you so much for coming on oh yeah token straight token straight token uh, straight on twitter token straight on instagram and you f- please give it a follow. And it's on. It, the show is on once a month. Yeah, on a Sunday in Jester's in Chennai on the Keys. Is it the first Sunday, the last Sunday? Uh, it bops around. It so. bops around. Yeah, so just so follow just the social media to keep an eye on. Ali O'Rourke, thank you so much. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.